0: Hey, and welcome to the Free Chapel Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Jensen Franklin. 2 Samuel chapter 9, beginning with verse 15. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear that day before Saul, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people, king over my people Israel that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked upon my people because the cry has come unto me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, that's the man I spoke to you about. This is the one who will reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel at the gate and said, Please tell me where the seer or the prophet's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the prophet or the seer, go up before me to the high place for you shall eat with me today and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. And by the way, verse 20, but as for your donkeys that were loose and you've been searching for three days, do not be anxious about them for they have been found and on whom is all the desire of Israel Are you not the one on whom is all the desire of Israel? It's a question. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is not it on you and on your father's house? So I want to talk to you today about this little story, and I want to just quickly get to where I want to go. Um, I want to preach about your own prophetic journey. A prophetic journey because what happened in this story was if you read the earlier part of the chapter Saul's father said to the young man Saul I want you to go out and find the donkeys they've broken out of the pen they've gotten loose I don't know where they're at That's a big investment of our family farm we need we need to find those donkeys and don't you come back to this house until you get those donkeys So here goes a young man who, the Bible said, stood uh, head and shoulders above anybody else in Israel. He has no clue as to what his assignment is, what God's plan is for his life. He has no clue uh, the heights that God's purpose and destiny would take him to. And he's going out because a loss has occurred. He's going out because something has happened that has created a loss in his life. He's lost something. He's lost something. And he's trying to recover what he's lost. And he's chasing donkeys. And they chased them and had to spend the night in tents and sleep over out in the wilderness looking for these donkeys because... Back then, you know, it was a big deal. It was a big deal to their family and to their farm. For three days, they searched and did not find them. And finally, in, in uh, the man that he was with, the servant that he was with, said, hey, why don't we go? I've heard there's a prophet in the city. Why don't we go the opposite direction? Because he has the Word. God shows him things. And it may be that we could ask him and offer him you know something and get him to pray to his god and he would tell you where the where the donkeys are he has that kind of gift and and saul being a young man said well what do we got to lose if we don't we're gonna have to we never get to go home so they go to the city now what i want you to see is this saul is looking for something that he's lost he's out looking for something that he's lost Some of you are looking for something that you've lost. Value, self-esteem, purpose, destiny, meaning. Why am I here? What does God want me to do with my life? He heard the seer or the prophet could give him a word that could cause him to recover what he had lost. You can recover something that you've lost. God's word is just not only for those who have it together, but I'm thankful that God has a word for people who are lost, who've lost something, who are, who are confused, who don't have answers, who don't know really the direction for their life, who really don't have it all worked out. I was that person. Most people in this room at some point was that person in their life, but God really does have a plan for people who don't have it all together. God told Samuel... The prophet, now I want you to see it, he's, he's, he's got Saul on a journey. It's a prophetic journey. Every step that he has taken is ultimately being led by God. That's why Psalms 37 is so powerful. But the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, directed of the Lord, and he delights in his way. Every step of your life, if you will let him, and quite frankly, even if you don't let him, he is still God and he's ordering your steps and your stops and your trip ups and your, and your mess ups. It, it, he can still get in it and work everything according to his will and his purpose because you're not just on a journey, you're on a prophetic journey. And 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 here this guy is, and he's out looking for donkeys. Something is insignificant and unimportant. He's he's got a job that is no big deal. It's not gonna have much impact when your full-time job is chasing donkeys. He has no clue who he is, he has no clue the he's about to be the. King of Israel, the first king of Israel that they've ever had in the history of the nation. He has no idea from the little country place that he's from growing up with donkeys and farm animals that God has chosen him and God has put him on a prophetic journey, and it doesn't really matter what people think about you. It doesn't really matter who says you're unqualified. It doesn't really matter who is against you or who is for you. When God puts you on your journey, when you allow him to be completely in control of your life and you begin to move out, at, at, he, he was just obeying it. See, before you get big spiritual direction for your life, he obeyed the earthly direction that he had. His dad said, get up, get out of your room and go after the donkeys. If you don't do that, boy, I'm going to take my belt off and I'm going to whip you. But, but the fact, I made that part up, but I just <laughs> thought I'd throw that in there. But here's the beautiful thing, that until you can obey authority from your parents or from people that God puts in your life, don't expect the big booming voice of God that has the major assignment until you can obey the everyday things that you're supposed to do and that you're under that authority that God has put you for that season so he just starts doing what his dad told him to do, walking down the road, looking for donkeys. He does it for three days. But what I loved about the story is at the same time he's got Saul coming from one direction, God, the Bible said, had sensitized the ear of Samuel. Did you catch that verse? God spoke in his ear. He whispered in his ear. Oh, hallelujah. We need sensitized ears. Like never before. God whispered into the ear of the prophet in another city now about this time tomorrow. I know I know when God speaks to me. I, it's a it's a ringing. It's a it's a, it's something I can't shake. And I know that feeling of, of what the when the Bible says and God spoke into the ear of Samuel and and when he heard the voice the voice said about this time tomorrow there's going to be a man who's going to show up at the gate of the city i want you to go and i want you to wait on him and a lot of people will pass by and i'll say not that one not that one not that one not that one but that one but when you see him i'll reveal to you that it's him you just go look and and you and and you you anoint him king of israel at when I, after i tell you to do what you're going to do with it. and and i love it that, that, that the prophet, God's preparing it on one end. Don't you know your life? Some of you are freaking out because you can't control everything and you don't know the answers to everything and you don't understand everything. But when you put your life in God's hands while he's working over here with you, in mundane things of flipping burgers, chasing donkeys or whatever it is. And, and you got all some massive destiny and calling on your life, but here you are just chasing donkeys and going to school and doing stuff. And, you know, it doesn't seem, how can something big happen to me when God has his hand on your life? And while he's working on you, he's got somebody over here that he's whispering In their ear, they have power. They have influence. They can open doors. They can shut doors. And he's whispering in their ear, notice them. It may be a him. It may be a her. Notice them. There's a lot of people you're going to meet and pass by. But that one, that one, I really want you to know. See, this is the prophetic journey. The prophetic journey. And... You're on a prophetic path. God had him on a prophetic path to get him to the right place at the right time. God uses, listen to me carefully, inward motivation. Inward motivation. The fact that the donkeys had been lost was the very thing God used to get him where he was supposed to be. What I'm trying to say to you today is this. The loss you have sometime in life, the losses that you have are the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. Because had you not gone through those losses, you would have never never left where you were. You would have totally missed the greatness of God's plan. Sometimes we don't understand that the losses of of, of a relationship or the losses of some... Thing that was our dream but not God's dream and God's plan and God's timing but it's actually the losses it had he had everything and not lost anything he had stayed right where he was for the rest of his life but the fact that something was missing an inward motivation said i gotta get after whatever this is that i gotta get i gotta get and that's what god used to get him on his prophetic journey the very losses that you don't understand and you don't get, and why, if God loves me, would he let me lose something so valuable? Because he had to get you on his journey. Amen. God has you in a praise God. I feel like preaching now. I feel help coming. I really do. I don't need your help now. I'm ready. I feel it coming. The Lord says to tell somebody, I God has you on a setup what feels like a loss, the donkey's leaving you. And that's what he was, a donkey. That's what she was, a donkey or whatever. (laughs) Tomorrow, about this time, he's coming. Don't worry about the donkeys, is what the prophet said to him. Soon as he got there, he said, now first of all, what you're looking for I got it. Three days ago, God had what you were chasing after. That's not a problem. He just used the loss in your life. He's going to restore what you've lost. He's going he's to give you much more than what you lost in, in, the, in the letdown. I promise you, he's got more exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And his will is right and the Holy Spirit is right and the will of God for your life is right and your emotions are wrong. And the prophet said, I love what he said. He said, but before I give you the word of the Lord for the rest of your life, come home with me and eat with me. Come and before you partake, you've got to eat what the prophet is cooking. You're not going to get it unless you get to eating what the prophet is cooking. He came and he ate and the food from the prophet and then the prophet poured oil on him and anointed him. Think of this. He's chasing donkeys, but he comes home with a kingdom. He's chasing donkeys, but his prophetic journey is so ordered of the Lord that he comes home with the oil from the most mightiest prophet, arguably, in the history of the nation of Israel. Do you know what the Bible said about Samuel? Not one of his words fell to the ground. And your Bible said that the dogs wouldn't bark when he opened his mouth. When he opened his mouth, even the dogs shut up and, and uh, put their tail by and, and, and backed up in the corner because the man of God is, a, and if he says it, not one word of his is going to fall to the ground and here's this boy out chasing donkeys and God had such a plan for his life that he pours the oil and says you will be I know you don't feel like it I know you think it's beyond you I know you think it's too big for you but that's kind of how God always does it he never chooses qualified people he chooses people whom he chooses you're a chosen vessel the fact you're sitting in here today, you're a chosen vessel, and I'm glad you lost what you lost because you wouldn't be where you are right now if you had everything you wanted in life. But the, Man, I feel this thing, but the fact that God trusted you to launch you and get you going, what well, he starts, he's going to finish. And If you just keep eating what I'm cooking, because I'm your little prophet today. I don't want to be like those people in that church. I'm not ready to receive it. I'm not through cooking it. You understand when you begin to eat what the prophet is cooking. That God has you on a journey. If everything went your way, you wouldn't be here right now. Sometimes the tough times become the best times because God had you on a prophetic journey. You were looking for donkeys, but God can allow you to go through things so that you will come home with a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, anointed by God for His purpose and His glory. The donkeys were found three days ago, the prophet said. And if ever we need those sensitized ears, we can't, God can't speak if we don't hear. And we have to have sensitized ears. I'm telling you, I hear a breakthrough is coming. I have, I have, I have been with the Lord this week. I'm bold to tell you that. And I'm telling you, my ears have been sensitized, and I hear things. And the power, listen to this. The, the, the amazing thing about prophecy is prophecy puts you there before you get there. Prophecy puts you there before it happens. And what I heard this week is breakthrough is coming. We've got to learn to hear by the spirit of God. I heard the Lord say something this week that I want to speak over your life and you need to eat what this little prophet, I'm, I'm not a prophet, but I mean, I'm under a prophetic anointing. You understand that? There's prophetic messages. There's messages and there's prophetic messages. Like 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 you can, you can preach a message on adultery. Let me give you an example, on adultery. And then there's a prophetic word on adultery. Let me explain the difference. Adultery is a man cheating on his wife or a woman cheating on her husband. But a prophetic word would be four rows up and three seats in. Do you understand the difference now? I am not here playing games with a sermon this morning that I microwaved in the, you know, some old drink. I have come today with a specific word for specific people. And I'm telling you that here's the word I keep hearing. My ears sensitized heard this word, something big is about to happen. Now you gotta eat what the prophet cooked. But if that goes off in you concerning your family, concerning God's will, concerning our nation, concerning the world, concerning the harvest and souls, something big is about to happen. God's getting ready to break out on the left and the right in America. God is getting ready to send a spirit outpouring on our sons our daughters. I don't know what's coming, but it it has to do with our relatives. We got a phone call this week. Pastor Dwayne Welburn called me. It's a little bit unusual for him to call me with a praise report like this, and he called me, and he said, I just got to tell you, this blessed me, And so I said, sure. he said, I got a phone call today. And it was just someone who called from another state. And they were just, they just had to talk to a pastor. And he said, I I got the call. And he said, there was a lady who was from North Carolina who was watching, um, watching last Sunday. And when you got to the point in the sermon where you said, I want you, if you're a husband or wife, to join hands. And I want you to put your family members in the circle. Anybody remember that? Yes. And, and I said, put your son in that circle. Put your daughters in that circle. Put your family in that circle. And she said, we were watching in North Carolina. He said, this woman just, she couldn't hardly talk because she would, she, would, she would stop and shout on the phone and rejoice. And he said, when Pastor Franklin got to that point where he said, uh, husbands and wives, and said, We're at home. We're, we're, we're watching. We're she, they, she said, I, We are online members and we're watching live. And when we joined hands, my husband and I, she said, My Lord, it was like the presence of God came so strong in our home. And we put our son in that circle. And here's the miracle. And she said, We did it uh, Sunday. We did it Monday. We did it Tuesday. We got to Wednesday. And she said, we have not heard from my son, listen to this, in 13 years. Not a phone call, nothing, nothing for 13 years. She said, Wednesday, the phone rings. And on the other line is the voice of my son that I have not heard in 13 years. You know, when you get a word from the Lord, you wanted to give up, but now you got to get up. That's when you know you got a word. When you get a word from the Lord, you didn't have faith for it. But the the power of of prophetic word is it puts you in it before it happens. So she knew last Sunday morning, she said to her husband, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And sure enough, it was a miracle week for that woman. God has you on a prophetic journey. He's ordering your steps. Prophecy is going to put you there before you get there. I believe that my family, somebody needs to say this, I'm cooking. Now eat what I'm cooking. You need to go on and get there seeing your family absolutely in this church. See, this week as I was seeking the Lord and I've been seeking him more than usual this week. And I'm telling you, I saw, I was awakened last night at 3.15 from my sleep and I saw it again, but I I saw, I don't call it a vision, but, and yet it's very clear. I saw, I saw, I saw uh, young people by that. I mean, late teenagers, 20 something, early thirties. I saw them in these altars. I saw them with their hands raised. I saw them and it was like, it was like, this was different. I've seen young people come to the altar and all that. This was different. This was like, this was like something I had never seen late teens, early and all the way through twenties and and, and early thirties. How do I know that? I don't know. I could just see them. I didn't see none of you old people in it. I just saw, that's what I saw. I saw, I saw faces, I didn't recognize any of the faces, but I saw them and oh my God, they were, they were after God, their hands were raised, tears were streaming, and they were praying in an unknown tongue like their tongue was on fire and they were shaking, and then some of them started falling out under the power of God. Like a I can't hardly talk about it. It was like a wave that started coming across, and it just, it was hitting them, and suddenly they were being anointed for the end time. You are the most important generation, and hell wants you to make you think you're a donkey chaser. You'll never be anything, and you'll never measure up. You're going to do great things for God. That's what you're going to do and I'm sorry I am presently probably spent 60 hours on it this week writing a new book I believe in the second return that's what I'm writing it on it's about prophecy. it's about coming Lord but the Lord told me to tell the church get over your get 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 over your end time euphoria you can't stick your head in the sand And say, I'm just ready for Jesus to come. Let the whole world go to hell. I tell you, I'm just sick and ready to go. Because he's not looking at it like that. He says, I'm not leaving here with a beat up, defeated church. I've got one more generation. You know, the generation that came up with no school in the prayer. You know, the generation that came up and the Ten Commandments came down. You know, the generation that was told abortion is all right. They, They didn't matter. They're just a blob, they don't even matter. You know, that generation. God said, my eye has been on that generation. I've got a special woo, I've got. A, I've got them on a prophetic journey, and they've been through hell. They've been raised without fathers. They've been addicted. they messed up and then twisted sexually, but I'm going to anoint them. I'm going to raise them, and I'm going to use them. Eat what the prophet is cooking right now, and it'll come to your house, it'll come to your children, it'll come to your life, teenager, young person, 20-something, 30-something. I said, now, Lord, what does that mean? Isn't it over for America? Shouldn't we just be looking for 666? He said, it's coming. All you got to do is look around. The technology has been developed in this generation. It's coming, there's no doubt about that. But we are not to be a bunch of people who are trembling in our boots at some antichrist. First of all, he can't come. Well, I feel like preaching. Second Peter said he cannot come and be revealed until first the church be taken away, caught up and taken out. That means the trumpet's going to blast and all of you who don't want us in church, you're going to get what you want. We're going to get out of here. We're going up and then and only then wait a minute, wait a minute, let me preach just a minute then and only then can the antichrist be revealed. The only restrainer we are an irritant to hell. No wonder he hates the church. No wonder he's telling governors to put masks, tell them they can't chant, tell them they can't pray, tell them they can't assemble. Out in California, still at 25%. No matter, if you got an auditorium that sees 6,000, only 25%. And not, nothing against the, the person. There's a spirit of Antichrist. It's had a trial balloon with COVID. To see how far it can go but I'm not shaken in that because I know that God didn't want you born you teenagers you 20-somethings you 30-somethings God did not want you born in any other time the Apostle Paul actually made this statement he said I feel as though at times I was born out of season you know why he said that? Because he was not born when the other disciples ate with Jesus, walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. Saw, he never saw him in person or met him in person except on the road to Damascus when Jesus appeared to him. But that was after he had died and, been, and, and rose from the dead many years later. But he felt like he had been cheated because he heard all the stories from the previous generations of how God had moved and how great um, uh, the nation of Israel was, and I almost feel that way about America. I almost feel like if we're not careful, we we start telling young people, you, "You you don't have time to dream. You don't have time to prepare. You don't have time to go to college. You don't have time to get ready to." No, let me tell you what you got time for. What if God wants to broaden the influence of America instead of diminish it? What if God says, I want one more wave of freedom and I want one more wave of revival and one more generation? I want young people to be, I want them in politics, I want them in medicine, I want them in media, I want them in in real estate, I want them in entrepreneurship, I want them with witty inventions, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the next computer technology to a Holy Ghost-filled young man. A woman and they won't mock God but they'll give glory to God and use it to preach the gospel to the ends of the world I'm tired of all the Bill Gates who don't have nothing in them about God getting all the billions and all the people I don't care what anybody thinks I'm telling you I see it I hear it God's going to raise up a new generation. We've got time. He can come right now. He can come while I'm preaching, and that's fine. But we need to pray and have a plan for the next hundred years. You hear me? And that's why if you're a young person... And you've been depressed and you've been discouraged and you felt like your whole world's falling apart and can't hang out with your friends and can't date like normal, can't do nothing like normal, can't, can't, don't, every, it's my senior year, it's this, that, and the other, everything is messed up. It's because you're chosen and God has you, God has you on a prophetic journey. And I don't even know where I'm at in this stupid outline. But what I say to you is this. I saw it and I heard it. And I know deep in my knower. And I'm like that. I'm, I feel like Sam. And when it starts, when I see it come on the horizon, you know, the moment he, out of all those hundreds and thousands of people passing through the gates of that massive city, God showed him one. I'll know it when I see it. And I don't think it's way out there. It's starting here. It's starting now. It's starting in the hearts of a generation. Orphaned hearts. Broken dreams addicted and hurt and shameful and beat up but god says the reason hell's tried to destroy you with eating disorders and with depression and with with addiction and with sexual you know you you thought that would fulfill you and then it just left you so empty then the enemy piles on with shame and guilt and regret but God says it was never about the donkeys I'm gonna use the fact that you chase donkeys to, to order your steps now And I got people waiting I got the right people waiting on you I've already whispered in their ear and they're looking for you And when you come on the horizon God's plan is going to be done, God's will is going to be done in your life. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Free Chapel can now be your home church no matter where you live with Free Chapel Online. Watch weekly messages from wherever you are with your family and friends, join online small groups, volunteer, and more. Plus, there's weekly content for youth and kids. Join today by downloading the free Chapel app or head over to freechapel.org/online. And a special thanks to those who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. If you'd like to partner with us, you can give by clicking the link in the description or on our website and app. God bless you and we'll see you next week.